0: Time cabin girl time. Bing. Hi. Hey. How are you, Kale?
1: I'm so fabulous. I'm super excited to be here.
0: <laughs> so, your hair looks really cute today.
1: Yours does too.
0: You thanks, I washed it. In your hair. Thank you, I got? I took a shower today and washed my hair <coughs> to get and, closer. And, Sorry. And felt like a human again today. Yay! You look Yay. gorgeous. Thank you. I'm just clean. <laughs> <laughs> it's a plus.
1: <laughs> You're not clean. <laughs> well, I'm not dirty today. Okay, I'm always dirty. Yes. Never mind. I have showered
0: and bathed. So we've been saying that our Patreon is going to launch, our Patreon is going to launch. We're launching I've, it. We're <laughs> I promise you, it's coming. It's coming. <laughs>
1: like by the time you hear this podcast
0: it will be launched so i wanted to give (laughs) our listeners a a little preview of what they can find on our patreon like one of the things that we're gonna do
1: yeah i'm going to give you a pep talk like an affirmation definitely a affirmation motivational encouraging i'm an encourager That's just who I am. I'm a natural born cheerleader. Yeah. Yeah. That's lit. That's it. Legit. So come on squad. (laughs) So for the girls that are out there, something's been on my mind and I get it a lot. Okay. Give it to me. Apologizing. And I do it. I do it. So I'm talking to myself as well. Stop flipping, apologizing for taking up space for speaking for anything, like literally unless that is the dynamic that you have agreed to with your uh, dominant that you will say I'm sorry after everything and stop apologizing for existing. Please, for the love of God, get a jar like a cursing jar. And every time you apologize for something that you don't need to apologize for, put a quarter in it, just a quarter. Within a month, you will have enough money to buy yourself a banging outfit. And hopefully it will make you realize, I need to stop apologizing. Men don't apologize for crap. They sure don't. Doms never apologize. Well, the good ones do. Yeah, they do. That's
0: not fair. Yeah, it's not.
1: I was a terrible dom, and I never (laughs) apologize. I'm not apologizing because I'm a brat. But do it more, even when you're not a brat. Stop apologizing. Oh, if you're legit, if you have a legit reason to say I'm sorry or to apologize, of course apologize. I'm talking about this.
0: If you've wronged someone, apologize. You're apologizing
1: to an inanimate object. How many of y'all bump your hip on a counter and apologize to the freaking counter? Stop it.
0: All right. I'm going to have to cut you off here. (laughs) Please. We also have a guest today. Yay! Yay. And I'm really excited about this topic. It's one that um I have researched myself for a few years now. Please welcome.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, please welcome (laughs) Tiffany. (laughs) Go ahead. Tiffany 15. (laughs) Hello.
0: Hello, ladies. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for joining us today. Um, My first question to you is, we've known each other for a while. What brought you here? What brought you into this lifestyle? (laughs) Well,
2: actually, to be completely honest, uh, the first thing that caught my attention was the kinky sex. Um, That was, of course, very, very, very interesting to me. Um, I ran across BDSM and kink probably now... I would say 16, 17 years ago. I stumbled upon some fictitious romance books. Um, Do you remember what they were? I still have some of them. I still have some (laughs) of them. Uh, But uh, they they were just typically like a Fifty Shades uh, but much more raw. Mm-hmm. I'm dying uh, to know The yeah. title. Uh, I can't remember because it's <laughs> been you know, a long time ago. Um, but I can tell you a lot of the ones I got, and I don't know if this publishing company is even still in effect, uh, is Elora's Cave Publishing, E-L-L-O-R-A apostrophe S, Cave, C-A-V-E, alora's cave publishing it's where i after i got this i ordered a box of books from ebay and Mm -hmm. there were a couple of them in there and i was like oh my gosh so i at that time started ordering directly from alora's cave then i met my sir he's my my master my dom uh, and also my husband um but I met him and got to actually live it. Mm-hmm. So I, I stopped buying the books probably a good 15
1: years ago now. Um, How long have you been in the lifestyle? Well, actively
2: doing stuff like like what I do today,
1: uh, about 12 to 13 years. Oh, cool. Yeah. And you're yes. still married to your husband mm-hmm. and Dom?
2: Yes. This is this is a, a different husband and Dom. Oh. Yes. <laughs> um, at the time, I was actually married to someone else at the time I first stumbled upon this. Um, I had had images and thoughts and nasty little fantasies that we all do most of my life. Then I ran up on the Eldarist Cave stuff. And I, you know, Before that, I was thinking... You know, man, I'm just I'm just a fucked up individual. <laughs> uh, but then when I ran up on the Elloras Cave stuff, uh, I was like, well, good. At least I'm not the only person. You know, we have at least uh, one writer here, at least one publishing company, so that's more than just myself. Um, but yeah, so I got started reading that, and I couldn't never get my at that time husband on board with it it was just you know i'm a freak what's wrong with me have i been cheating on him where am i coming up with all this stuff why do i i want to do all this stuff you know things like that's what i'd heard throughout the years okay um and then when i got the book to where there were actual because before then all i had was just my imagination you know. So when I started reading these books where there were actual scenes, you know, full-blown scenes and and thoughts and and practices and everything, you know, outlined in the book, I I started trying to initiate things with him. But he's just hardcore vanilla. That's who he is as a person, and that's fine. No, nothing bad to say about him for that reason. Um, But I wasn't. It was, you know, once... I fell down the rabbit hole. I couldn't forget where I had been and, you know, what I had read. So I started at that time trying to find someone to mentor me. And I then, later on, stumbled upon my now husband, who's also my my master. I've been collared to him for 12 years. Which, in... That's, a, the, long that's time. a long time. That's a long time to be collared to <laughs> yeah, someone. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's uh, a big in deal. this day and age. Yeah, mm-hmm. but we have a system that works for us. It it may not work for anyone else on the planet, but it works for us. And we, we had to come up with something because I sold my house and moved to Tennessee to be with him, and he had three children at the time that, that were pretty young that he had custody of. So I also had to help raise those kids, and so we had to wind up commingling our assets and uh, uh, our, our liabilities, also. And we, you know, we just had stuff here, and I had to have. I just, I could not be in high protocol at all times,
1: right, right. You know, yeah.
2: in this situation. Did, were you drawn to high protocol? I, I very much am. I can tell you, and I've I've practiced high protocol.
1: Can you explain to people that don't know what that is, what high protocol means for people that are listening?
2: Okay. High protocol in the MS, master-slave dynamic, uh, you've got to kind of set the, the ground rules for how you're going to interact with each other. People that are new to what I'm saying... It's not like being in a vanilla marriage or a vanilla relationship to where, you know, it's it's kind of a 50-50 partnership and we're both equal. When you get into a master-slave dynamic to get to a point to where you're collared, then it kind of changes some. When you get to that point, you are giving everything, everything over to the master. Now, you get to work on some stuff. Some of the things that we have in our dynamic He does not interfere between me and my biological children or my biological family, you know, as far as visiting or talking or doing for or helping with. You know, it's the same for me. I I do not interfere with that. But you, you have to be able to come up with a workable dynamic if you live in a in a long distance relationship to where the master's in one state and the slaves in another state you're going to have to do something different there because you're not living together but high protocol there's a there's a uh, light protocol a medium and then a high protocol high protocol is when you are hardcore in your slave and master positions there will be a lot of things that are I guess kind of that everyone uses certain things like in in our protocol and this is the mild protocol you know like my sir will always open a door i'm not allowed Mm -hmm. to touch a doorknob Mm -hmm. but when you get on up into the high protocol you don't speak unless you have permission you don't you don't leave the distance of your sir uh the kind of the general rule is three steps back from them and then three steps to their left. And that's how you follow them. And your eyes stay focused. Your ears stay attuned. Everything is all about being the best slave in the building on on the day and time of this event that you're at where you're in high protocol.
1: Okay.
2: Uh, you know, like I would watch and see if his drink, if he's drinking all of his drink. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, I would, instead of, sp- if he's speaking to someone, you know, we we even have like hand signals. Uh, So if he's speaking to someone and I see he's going to need another drink, but I'm not sure he wants another drink. You know, he's already had two or three drinks because the thing is here is is to be, to be unseen, unheard by everyone else in the room. So kind of like, you know, if you had the perfect Mm -hmm. child, how you would want your perfect child to behave. Mm -hmm. If you took your child to, some big, huge event, you know, and you'd want them to be very obedient and just mind, So that at the end of the day, people could say, my God, your kid was the best one here.
1: Right. That's
2: kind of how the masters want their slaves to be. Okay. So, you know, I would stand and I would watch. And if I thought he wanted another drink, when I I would kind of move just a little bit and kind of do this to get his attention, you know, just kind of lean to the side and scratch my, my clavicle a little bit and which he would look at me and i would point at his drink and he would either nod or shake his head no and i would do whatever if the container he's drinking from is empty again i can kind of lean over to get his attention and then just reach and take the empty container from him and take it and put it in the garbage um he eats first i serve him first if I think he's wanting seconds on something I kind of watch and and again because we've been together for so long I know what he likes to Mm -hmm. eat and what he doesn't Uh, but if I see something that he wants I will go get and sit it down before he even has a chance to ask me those type things are being in high protocol there's there's a most people when you do high protocol you're going to a very high functioning event Mm -hmm. leather event Um, and um, you know so you need to dress a certain way and and just kind of carry yourself a certain way
1: well explain that like because a leather event you know old school you think of leather i think of pride parades you know mm-hmm. back well, in the day
0: let's gay get bars. into let's talk about leather and the leather lifestyle okay. first and then we can and ask then, more. yeah and then we'll yeah. go back on that and, yeah What's the what's what is leather to you? Leather to me, oh my gosh,
2: I am so happy that I found leather. The leather lifestyle. Uh, leather to me is is almost spiritual. It has helped me become a much nicer, kinder, better person. Uh, it's a journey of personal growth. Um, most leather folk that I know are just just fabulous people. There's some people who have, who don't claim I'm leather. You know, they don't claim Mm -hmm. that. But watching them do the things they do, we refer to that as someone with a leather heart or leather soul. Mm -hmm. But leather is is your personal discoveries about yourself. And using that, for for me, for me, my, my definition is once you start learning these things, utilizing that in your daily life as to who you are the kind of person you want to be. For instance, um, most leather people will be the first ones out there in the front trying to help people.
1: Um, Like motorcycle gangs? Like is that like the leather? (laughs) You know how like the the motorcyclists have done things like whenever that Westboro Baptist Church was going to vets. You know, funerals and yeah. being ugly to them. Yeah. Is that the same kind of thing no. in this lifestyle? Or no. are you like totally different?
2: No. It's it's pretty much different. You know, first off, too, I want to make sure so that the new people listening to this understand this isn't leather as in. Leather from animals, apparel, toys—that you cut leather and you make leather things out of. That's not this kind of leather. Now well, there is a it, fetish it,
0: for that. There is a fetish for that, and okay, and
2: and, and we do wear some leather, some leather uh, articles of clothing. We do do that, and in the history and, of the leather lifestyle, uh-huh. that's how it yeah first that's kind began. of helped, yeah. But this is of a leather lifestyle. A, a, so what we're talking about here today, what I'm talking about, is all about the leather lifestyle and kind of where it started from. As as best I understand, because thank goodness I wasn't alive back then or I would be dead of old age. <laughs> but it kind of started, you know, I, I believe since the beginning of time, there's always been an undercover of homosexual people who have had to indulge in secret you know to in order to be who they want to be since the beginning of time so i think there's always been that that little percentage out there mm-hmm. but when it really ramped up was during world war ii now at that time you know there were there were none of the uh modern technologies that we have today so you couldn't go on there and zoom or facetime or or you know pull up porn or anything like that you know when in World War II, you were out in the wilds of nature just trying to stay alive. Very few women, very few women, if any, got utilized out into the field. You know, most women were nurses, doctors. They stayed behind and stayed at the camp. So you have these men, a lot of whom I think were actually gay to begin with, or at very least bi, but I kind of like to think even the straight man was mature enough to accept it for what it was. But you have these men all out here in the field, gone from home for years, mm-hmm. and they have sexual needs, and they have these frustrations that come with it. Someone is better than masturbation. And I think they started at that time, my understanding of it, is they kind of started at that time like, did you look at me just a little bit longer than what you should have? Yeah. Hmm. Well, let me look at you and see if you look a little bit like. Hmm. Well, let's think about this here a minute, guys. And they formed friendships and bonds and, and relationships. And when they left the military, they really had they couldn't do anything because some of these men were married with kids. Mm-hmm. And at that time, you had to be careful because it, it was illegal. It was yeah. it was a crime. It was detrimental. Yeah. To you your you, view. you would have been destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, people that they would taunt about being gay. I mean, men were were beaten and abused and some were even killed Mm -hmm. you know, because they were gay. So you couldn't just go on there, you know, and and just do whatever, you know, go to the local gay club and hang out and hope to meet someone. It it didn't happen like that. It was a big secret. A Mm -hmm. big, big secret. And, you know, not just the gay man, but all of his family, you know, everyone was so ashamed. So, I mean, you are just shamed out of town. So you had to be careful. Mm -hmm. So, but now they come out of it and they don't have any way. There's no cell phones. There's no Facebook to go look somebody up Mm -hmm. that you were in the military with two years ago, Mm -hmm. you know. So how are you going to connect with these people? And they they worked out a system. It was, you know, I'm I'm sure it was more a system of frustration and aggravation what it actually helped but they continued to hone that until they had them a pretty good system down so it would be like okay so you know they they couldn't now people were very poor coming out of world war ii straight off the depression you know so nobody had a lot of money even if they did there were no stores around to go in there and sell fetish wear Um, So, they kind of had to use what they had, and all of the military guys, you know, they had the leather combat boots, they had a leather belt, and they got, a, you know, some form of leather vest or leather jacket, you know, and they already had that stuff from the military, and then it was common practice to wear, you know, every day, you know, men wore jeans and uh and just you know regular work shirts and stuff sunday was the day they got dressed up into dress clothes so men already had everything but they had to hone it on down they had to come up with a system so they finally come up with okay we'll wear our boots jeans our belts and our our jackets and what else what can we do to stand out though so they go to the white t-shirts so that was kind of the first thing you know That you would see when you would go into some bars, you would be looking for that guy that had on that stuff. And it wasn't always, you know, a a homosexual man, you know, wanting to meet you sometimes by by just sheer coincidence. I was
1: going to say the 50s total fashion for men were leather shoes, Mm -hmm. jeans rolled up, white Mm t-shirt, and a leather jacket. Yeah, yeah.
2: Now you know again you had to go with the combat boots so, so they come up with like well, now what are we going to do you well, know, this, the biker, this isn't biker working boots. this isn't yeah. working <laughs> what are we you know this isn't we're not getting nowhere near what we thought we would get from this so then they start coming up with the hanky codes and it was then and, and, and in the meantime it's starting to get popular a, a little bit just a little bit you know people are talking well you know how are we going to distinguish here between Who's the doer and who's the doee? Well, we, first off, we who's don't want the to the top
0: them, and who's the bottom. Yeah, we don't
2: want to call them the doer and doee. Let's call them the top and the bottom. You know, because you have to have one on the bottom and one mm-hmm. on the top. So top and so this is where some of our stuff started coming from, started originating. The original leather, old school leather, the old guard that. I get tickled of hearing so many people talk about so reverently, which I don't mean to take that lightly. But it's like, you know, I wish we could go back to old old guard. I wish we, you know, things. We need to have an old guard group, and I don't believe this new leather. I like the explain old guard
1: and then new. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to.
2: Old Guard was just about gay sex. So that That's was it. it? Old Guard? Old Guard was just about sex. Now, they, they wanted to get some organization in it. They'd come out of the military, so you have some of these, you know, big brawny tops mm-hmm. that we now, some now we call doms. Mm-hmm. You know, they come out, and they they were captains and corporals, and they, they know this guy here, you know, and he was just this little ensign on the ship. But... You know you're you're going to address me as as sir. You you just got on there a few months ago. I've been here for 10 years. You call me sir. So they so, had a protocol so they started with the hierarchy. Yeah. Yep. They started implementing their protocols at that time. Okay uh then it kind of evolved to the hanky codes and this there's different color hankies for different things and it really kind of got out of control but it was look for a hanky look for a red hanky in the back left pocket it you know if you're here to meet a guy wear you know this red hanky in your back left pocket so when you're standing at the bar and you go in the bar you can kind of look around. You know, a guy with a red hanky and the back lip. Le- oh, there he is. But when it all started out, that, that's kind of what it started. It was just for gay male sex. That's that's all old school leather was for. Now, now again, they put some protocols in it to kind of differentiate and, you know. Yeah, because so somebody could have a hierarchy. Yeah. Somebody's got to have some power. Uh, yeah. Or,
1: yeah, that's, you yeah, know, yeah, well, especially uh, any man are still men. The worst thing in the so. world is to, to see uh,
2: and you'll see this a lot of times with with your girlfriends, but have a bunch of submissive people together and try to come up with a plan to do something. yeah <laughs> I don't know it's you true. tell me yeah. Yeah. I don't know yeah. whatever you think what, what do, you do you want, want to do? do I don't yeah. know you know yes. so, so they had to <laughs> they, they, they didn't have a lot of time. So they had to come up with something besides right. everybody standing around out in the parking lot. Well, I
1: don't know. Well, I don't it's know. It's just so t- funny that all that was military issued. Yeah. Yeah, and that there was right. aunt, no gay. No gays in the military and we're right. all going to issue your yeah. f- your official uniform of yeah. every gay man ever. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The but there, you know, there were actually a few men that wound up Living the rest of their lives out uh, with other men that they met there. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm sure there were married men with children that didn't go back to their wives. Yeah. You know, to go be with this man. Because I'm sure there were a lot of men who were truly, you know, just gay men that just needed to find another gay man.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. Living, I mean, living through your societal rules
0: for sure. I'm sure there is a lot of that. We are so fortunate where we are right now in In time that we're able to live our lives the way that we want to live them with little to no persecution. Mm -hmm. I mean, there's a little bit. We live in the world, and that makes the difference as well
1: as the time. But America can still come a long way. They still have a place to go, but but I just can't imagine.
0: I don't know what it would feel like to be a gay man in the 1950s who I'm never going to find a partner. I'm never going to find somebody for me. Yeah. I'm never going to be happy.
1: You know, I think there were a lot of happy people that were gay and were able to find partners in the 50s. It's just that Mm -hmm. they weren't out. They weren't able to be
0: publicly
1: free with a partner but you've still always got
0: that fear though that you know somebody's gonna bust down your door because you're having sex with the with a man yeah well true well yeah your brother's
2: uncle's cousin's son saw you and this other guy leave the bar the other night and go out and it could be
0: totally innocent yeah. yeah yeah
1: well i think i don't know i think there was a lot of i know a lot of people who growing up had Mm -hmm. uh, family members who were gay or lesbian and it was always a room you know the roommate or you know whatever you got uncle yeah aunt aunt sally and uncle joe joe but joe was josephine you know what i mean and you just always yeah a guy i worked (laughs) with said his aunt his his aunt was uh gay he had no idea that his uncle was another aunt like the whole time like mm-hmm. she just presented like a male and he just never even questioned it and i was like well there you go and that is <laughs> and so sad so, yeah. that you know, is so I sad mean,
2: that society it's it's society that dictates to us the type of lives we can you know we, that we get to live but it's just now you know we're becoming mm-hmm. very empowered now and there's so many of us that have stepped up now, and we're like, well, you don't like us being that like this? Come over here and do something with us. And, you know, and now there's just so many, they, they just can't. But they still make it as difficult as they can. You know, you, you now stand to lose custody of your kids. Uh, For if For being gay? What? Or in the... no, kind of in this lifestyle stuff, doing okay. this stuff not not just like for being in the BDSM gay. lifestyle. Yes, you yes, mean? yeah, kink, yeah. Okay, yeah, you could lose your job. I mean, there's there's all kinds of things that could happen
0: to you. That's oh, well, that's not justified. justified and it's never, it's never blatant. You know, so, right. I'm firing you because you're into kink. Right. It's always, well, your numbers didn't come up. You know, yeah. this month or you've been declining. You know, the yeah. past few years, and I just don't know if we can keep you anymore. Yeah. It's never just a blatant. Yeah firing oh yeah i'm sorry
1: because we were on the with the gay lifestyle and i was thinking wow i know a lot of vanilla gay people Mm -hmm. that are not kinky at all that are like you are a freak (laughs) thank you (laughs) you know so uh yeah. yeah no i know way more vanilla quote normal That's why I can't be like, well, that's abnormal. I know exactly who I am on the inside. I had a
2: vanilla family (laughs) member ask me one time. She was like, Vic, how can I spice up my sex life without being set on fire or beaten with chains? How can (laughs) I?
1: That's pretty extreme. A bottle of tequila? I mean, that's extreme, right? (laughs) yes I have many ways yeah so you know I I thought it was funny (laughs) is she married (laughs) yeah she was married yeah you can always be like well girl
0: even biblically the marriage beds undefiled you go yeah (laughs) go girl (laughs) (laughs) so you explain what old guard was Uh what is new guard
2: well they don't use new guard Mm. as a phrase now now it's just just leather um, and one of the other things I started to mention earlier is women were very rarely, very rarely allowed to participate in the old guard when it first started. Well, that's you what know. I was going to ask. Yeah, if the, women were if very it rarely. was
1: legit grinder for the old days, you know, where yeah. it's gay men who want to hook up with mm-hmm. other gay men, mm-hmm. they definitely don't want females in there. Right. You know, right. I mean, yeah. that's a that's the yeah. thing but that women were very, yeah, for them. Um, so, yeah. So with so leather, you're not a biker and leather might be only a part of what you do. Why are you called leather?
2: It's just a name that stuck to differentiate that it is a, an entirely separate division from kink and BDSM. Uh, very similar to the polyamorous lifestyle. You know, you have some places uh, to where it's accepted, you know, to have multiple wives. Mm-hmm. or is it, You can have wives, but you can't have husbands. Right. Like in the Mormon, so. community, yeah, like in the that Mormon community yeah. allows polyamory yeah. And is not
1: necessarily kink.
2: Right. Involved. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the way this this leather lifestyle is. But you've got to understand that it evolved from that to where we're at today. So... They just left the name in place because now when you get, you know, talking to kinksters, everybody's heard of the leather lifestyle. You know, so it just kind of, but it it has evolved into today what it is now. So, yeah.
1: is there because you said a little bit earlier that it really affected your, you know, your whole entire life mm-hmm. and lifestyle, mm-hmm. and even that it was almost a spiritual mm-hmm. thing for you. Is there uh, tenants like? Is there a certain? Um, I'm going to say protocol, even though we just talked right. about high protocol. But is there rules uh, uh, or commandments yeah, are that there everyone? A cer- Correct. Do you have certain rules that you live by or uh, things that are practiced? Like, for instance, I'm a burner uh, as outside of the kink community, Uh although there are kinky burners um, where we practice 10 principles of life, like Uh um, leave no trace, gifting, uh, civic responsibility, radical self-reliance, immediacy, doing things like. Self-expression, mm-hmm. you know. So there are um, tons, you know, the ten principles, and then of course consent mm-hmm. is main one. Do you guys have things like? Is there a protocol like don't just go touch it's, someone's leather or whatever kind of a thing? Do yes, you do? we do. There's no
2: written set of commandments, but again, and I guess it's it's easier for me because I've always been attracted to that lifestyle. Um so, a lot of stuff just you know I've just absorbed throughout the years of of being you know associated with it, but it is all of those things it is to actually be
0: the best person you can be so I, th- I think the four agreements, were yeah, the four work, agreements work in work for here. yeah, well, yeah. um, for anybody really, but um for leather and the four agreements for people that don't know are. Be impeccable with your word. Mm-hmm. Yes. Your word is everything. Mm-hmm. Um, don't take anything personally, which is very hard to do. Yes, but it, it is it is a great mm-hmm. tenet, but yeah. it, it it is difficult to do sometimes. Um, another tough one is don't make assumptions. Okay. Yes,
1: that was yeah. another pep talk I was going to give.
0: Well. <laughs> About We're gonna their, have people pay for it. Yes. <laughs> and four, which you had just said, always do your best. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. So respect, mm-hmm. honor, loyalty, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm.
1: honesty. Yes. All of that is all part of that. Is all part and of. And that's being what leather. makes you different in yeah. a society than.
2: Yeah, and and don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that only the leather folk practice.
1: Oh, of course That's not. not. No, no. I'm no just...
2: there's a lot of kinksters. There's a lot of vanilla folks that practice that. But when you're in leather, when you're involved in leather, that should be your goal, your objective, is to every day make yourself a better person and it's not just stuff like oh i need to exercise and i need to read a book so that i can be a better me it goes now and again this is this is for me this Mm -hmm. is my leather journey as to me for me it goes into what can i do to be of service to my community my kink community Mm -hmm. now I do do some stuff for the vanilla world, and I've done a lot of stuff for the vanilla world in my lifetime. But I feel like the scales have kind of leveled out now, and I do a lot of stuff now for the kink community. But it's like where there's a need, mm-hmm. you know, I try my best, if if it's something I have knowledge or the skill set or the time or whatever to do, I try my best to fill that need. in as much of an honest, ethical manner that I can, that I know how to do. I, I'm not perfect. I make mistakes. I have probably one of the worst tempers ever. And it's, you know, <laughs> it's real easy, you know, for me to get hot and and, and want to mouth off. But it, it fades just that fast, too. Mm-hmm. I do try my best. And I keep, and that's one of the things, you know, my sir and I both know some really, we don't like know no one but we know of them Mm -hmm. some very popular big name leather folk and sometimes when we're trying to make a decision of what we should do with a particular situation you know like where i'm saying well you know (laughs) you know he you know where i just (laughs) you know want to kind of be honest and share my feelings in that moment you know he'll say now is that what so-and-so
1: would do yeah, like when yeah. everybody did the WWJD, yeah. well, the yeah. uh, whole Christian community <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah, and it's funny what that you Jesus should say that. that. It's funny you All should say time. that because this whole entire time, the way that finally I finally got leather uh, to resonate with me was to look at it in a very theological pattern. As like, now I was I grew up in a Baptist church, and I look at it like you know the the leather folk should be. Should be like the uh, what are they the disciples of the church? Yeah, mm-hmm. is that what they're? Yeah, um, I was thinking they were called something else, but it's kind of mm-hmm. like the disciples of the church, you know. And you can look at the rest of the community like as kind deacon? of like deacons. <laughs> deacons, you went to you went to church more than I, I did. I did. <laughs> the deacons, that was I the word. Southern on Baptist. There. There. I know. I, yeah, yeah. Uh, I knew it was a D yeah. word. I knew it was a D. Uh, it's it's.
1: Well, fall. we're all supposed to be disciples. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But
2: it's kind of like being the deacon in a church. You know, you're not the you're not the 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 big dog, the, right. the pastor. You know, uh, that's kind of like for leather. That's left up to karma, or you know, whatever you want to believe is your higher power. But it's like the leather folks should be the like the deacons, doing things to help the church, to help the church members. To to help the pastor, you know, work around the building, keep the Mm -hmm. building tidy, keep a watch on the funds. If somebody's Mm -hmm. had a hardship and they need some money, try to set up, you know, get something going for that.
1: Leaders in your community is the way you to be. Community leaders. Yeah,
2: and you don't don't even have Mm -hmm. to be like a leader. I really, a lot of people don't like that term. I I hate it. I I look at it as more like I'm a group owner. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm not. I'm not a leader, I, but we do own a group, mm-hmm. uh, and I'm going to give a shameless plug to it.
1: Absolutely, <laughs> later. yeah, later, yeah, please, later. absolutely. Uh,
2: but um, it's it's uh, kind of like I said. It's just more like disciple, like deacons and disciples trying mm-hmm. to take care of their community and their their place of worship. Well, let's which for go us would into be our Knoxville. Let's area.
0: go into that. Um, <laughs> so you were talking about leadership. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a resource that you have that you have gotten? that you've taken away from and can you explain that to me a little bit absolutely
2: the two best things that i've ever done to help myself on this leather path that i'm on is one we spent one full year in atlanta going through the atlanta mentors program okay oh explain that i had not heard of that one before oh that's oh it's a wonderful program Everyone, everyone should go through that at least once. I would love to go through it every two or three years. Mm-hmm. Um, the Atlanta Mentors Program uh, right now is being managed uh, by a lady on FetLife whose name is Ms. Juicy, one word, mm-hmm. um, MZJEWCY. Uh, she's she's the one kind of running it at this time. And she brings in, it, it lasts for a year, and every weekend you have classes. All day Saturday,
0: all day Sunday. So you, you travel to Atlanta yes. every weekend for a year?
2: Yes, well it was, no, one weekend a month. Sometimes oh, I would go okay. twice, but yeah, for a solid year. <laughs> and when you go, she pairs you up. She has all these different classes, and they're all taught by Leather Folk. And just to hear them describing and them talking and them kind of cheering it on and the way they would explain stuff, because you would have, oh, there was probably, I probably met 25 different people through that program that were just instructors. Mm -hmm. And to just, you know, to just kind of keep a constant feed of it going
0: into my mind. What
2: kind of credentials
0: Uh, do these mentors have?
2: Typically, uh, you mean to go to... Be one of the mentors, or right because or one it,
0: teaching? I would just just personally, I would be wary if somebody said, "Well, I'm proficient in this, this, and this, and therefore I need to teach you how to be the same way." Does that make sense? Like, yeah.
2: If you said that to Miss anyway. Juicy, she would say, "Well, um, you go sit down, and I'll let you know when I need you to come <laughs> to come learn me something." Uh, but no, that's a joke. <laughs> uh, no, what? You would contact her and say, I've been informed that uh, you run the Atlanta Mentors Program. I'm just wondering what kind I'm of
0: credentials a, people have typically to sit just, there and say that I, I, I am able to mentor you on this. Right. Typically, it comes
2: with a lot of experience and being very active and doing things and getting into Mm -hmm. other stuff i don't feel qualified now to be a mentor at one time four or five years ago i felt like i could have been a mentor to someone i'm so glad i didn't embarrass myself and try to do that
0: it takes a lot of interaction over a long period of time the reason i ask that is is because you've got and i love that a woman is running this you have a lot of men out there that say Mm Well, I can be your mentor. Mm -hmm. I can teach you all about this Mm -hmm. and have absolutely no credentials whatsoever. Mm -hmm. Correct. So that's me just being wary Mm -hmm. and asking that question. But I'd like it. I like that a woman is over that. I don't know. I dig it, though. I dig how it went
1: from being completely male dominated, Mm -hmm. period, Mm -hmm. to that now we have a female yeah. Ahead of this. Is it
0: mostly females who are mentors? No, no, there are <laughs> men in there too.
1: Folks, you know, folks from all walks
2: of life. Um, and again, it just comes back to vetting. You know, if if I'm a newerish person, and I don't really know all these names that we're sitting here rolling out, yeah. And I'm thinking, well, I read something the other day about a mentor. I think I know what a mentor does, but I'm really not sure. But I see where this man over here is sending me a message that says he's willing to mentor me, that, that he's all of that in a bag of chips too. Mm-hmm. And that sounds pretty good. That I still have a duty on myself to vet that man. I don't get just a free ride if I get into this and get in trouble. I don't get a free ride by saying, well, he sounded good. He messaged I me will agree and with sounded that. good. Yes, I didn't know. No, I have. I, I need to check. I mean, if you were hiring a babysitter, are you going to take someone messaging Radical you that you don't even alliance. know, mm-hmm. and and be like, yeah, just come on in Monday morning. Mm-hmm. If if I'm already gone, just help yourself. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> no. You're you're going to vet that person. You're going to find out everything you can about that person, yes. and even other people that because I'm newish per se, that I wouldn't, you know, that I'm not going to know everybody. I'm, I've got to know somebody, you know. So look at other group owners. Uh, look at people that's just been out there for a long, long time. Look at people who are very active and they've all the time. They, they say if you want something done and done right, give it to the busiest person you know. And
0: uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're not getting anything, so don't yeah. worry about it, yeah. Mary Gail. <laughs>
1: no yeah. like i was thinking no wonder you you get everything there you go yeah i mean no that's why everybody you're so busy so yeah. everybody's like oh you can do it yeah well that's you can do it Brady. that's what
0: the, yeah that's what you know for sure yeah so i like can see the, hey, i see a lot of I'm young Janet. yeah you no know, people oh, we've people said like janet's they? name before yeah. we love oh, her okay. yeah yeah, yeah.
1: But, um we
0: have permission for some people yeah <laughs> for a lot of young submissives that come in here i've i've they don't do their homework, and then things end up happening, and people get hurt. Mm-hmm. And it sounds like to me that they're not practicing
1: safe, sane, consensual. <laughs> I mean, well, they're not
0: practicing rack and mm-hmm. uh, rack at yeah, all, exactly. Yeah, exactly, for sure. Because you're not you're you you not aware not risk of the yeah. uh, the risk, and I get it. You know, you come in here. Every, you've got that frenzy going on. I just want to try all the new things, and I want to do all the new things. And here is this guy, and he's going to teach me all how to do them. Yeah.
1: Well, I, I see is, the appeal. assume
0: everyone has your
1: intent,
0: yeah, your best and interest, and yeah.
1: enthusiasm, and that they do have your best interest in mind. And yeah. and keep in mind, you know, these, these people, like what she's
2: talking about, you know, that's very easily could be a predator. Yes. You know, and you you need to well, vet s- them and make sure because the last thing in the world you want to do is wind up naked, alone, and tied up in a hotel room with somebody you don't know. Right. And you really didn't even check with anybody
1: to see well, if they no. knew them. And sadists, by nature, are sadistic. <laughs> like, they enjoy yeah. now causing I, I have you to... extreme pain and discomfort. So, <laughs> why? Even though you like extreme pain and discomfort, why would you not be afraid of death and dismemberment yeah, like, yes. and
2: scars, yes right? yes, right, exactly. You know,
1: emergency surgeries, broken bones, mm-hmm. correct. People are, people are too trusting, like the mm-hmm. things that can go wrong. So while you listen to this, <laughs> broken bones, dismemberment,
0: your life being extingu- extinguished. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this one more thing before we loop back around to the Atlanta Mentor Program. Yes, mentors. You do not fuck your mentees. No, you do not. That is a bad thing.
2: That <laughs> is a bad thing to do because now you've got all these emotions and you're all confused and everybody's confused and it never turns out well.
0: No, you no. literally have confused everything. Yeah. So yeah. when <laughs> when the whole name come up, Atlanta Mentors Program, yeah. that's just where I went. Just wary about but there are some really, really good mentors. There's some great out mentors. There.
2: You just have to take your time, and th- this is my word to to newer folk: take your time, vet someone, go to people that have been very active in the community for years, at least ten years. How do you find those people, though? You just have to ask around. Sometimes you can write a post. You need to join local groups.
1: So the group that you just said, the Atlanta mentors
2: mentor group, yeah, that's a yeah. safe group. That's a very safe group. It is ran by uh, Miss Juicy M Z J E W C Y. I
1: know you just said that earlier, yeah. but um, I'm just reiterating. Some yeah. people so write people that here, down. Yes,
2: yeah, write that down. Get it twice because yeah. she's on on Fet. If you have any problems yeah. finding her, contact a- anyone. Of, you know, of you two guys or, <laughs> or myself, S-O-H-K education at gmail.com. And I can get you info for that. If you don't have a Fet Life account or can't find her on FET for whatever mm-hmm. reason, you know, any, I think any of us three sitting here would be, you know, would yeah. be helpful to help you find her contact
0: information. Absolutely. So you had two that you talked about. What was the other one?
2: Leather Leadership Conference. Oh. LLC for short. LLC. I am their current uh, national president. I'm in my second year. Oh, okay,
1: congratulations! That's awesome. Uh, well, mm-hmm. thank you.
2: And I absolutely love LLC. I cannot sing its praises enough. LLC was started twenty five, twenty six years ago. Not not exactly sure on the on when it started, uh, but it is a an annual conference that has leather experienced leather folk teaching other people how to effectively manage your group, organize a group, host events. Uh, if you're a dungeon owner, um, they have other dungeon owners. Mm-hmm. That will come in there and share all of their little secrets with you and give you advice. You meet people, I mean, we've I've met people from even out of the United States that's that's flown in there for it before. Um, again, it, it's once a year and it's typically in the spring, and they've got it scheduled already for 2021 um, and it's in March. They have a, a website, uh, leatherleadership.org. You can contact, there's uh, my email address on there for secretary. There's also just a, a general um, email account on there for uh, just inbox. Um, I'm sorry, info, info <laughs> at uh, leatherleadership.org. Send us messages, go on there and check out the other officers and kind of check out what we do. Uh, but it's invaluable. I have met so many wonderful people. I mean, I have friends all over the United States if I ever wanted to to go on the run for something <laughs> on the land I'm covered I don't know if I could get out of the country but I could certainly you know uh, but I have met so many wonderful people I I don't I don't know how they they really manage because they do their jobs they run their community they have families and it seems like You know, they just and they do it so flawlessly, you know, and I strive to be like some of them
0: and they're they're very good people. And the you ever held a group or anything like that, ran a group as part Part of like regular (coughs) mainstream
1: organized stuff. Yes. 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 PTA stuff.
0: Right. Yeah. I've always
1: been on the leadership team of whatever I do.
0: (laughs) I am burnt out on the whole leadership thing. I do not want to do it. Anymore. Why do you think
1: I like this dynamic? <laughs> like, honestly, <laughs> I've held it down. You know, I've always called myself the servant, though, because it's
0: because you do have a servant's heart, which is why we're subs. I find you know? that a lot of things and even um, I've known Vicki for a long time. A lot of things that you have done for this community have gone underappreciated, not appreciated at all. And... I think that it's a thankless job, but I commend you to still want to do it because I know I don't. <laughs>
2: well, I appreciate you saying no, no. that. And, and there was a time many years ago that I felt under thanked and underappreciated, but thank goodness, thank goodness to this leather lifestyle and the education that I have received thus far, that doesn't even bother me anymore. I don't even think about that. I don't do anything. Don't take anything personally. I just do. Yeah, if I see good for your community, if I see a need that needs filled or addressed, Mm -hmm. and you know, I don't think anybody else. I don't see anybody else working on it, or you know, no one Mm -hmm. else is doing anything, as far as I know. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm sure I've probably stepped on toes at times (laughs) before, but it was done innocently but you know i try to step forward and i see you know it's, can i can i fix this problem
1: how how can i what can i do, do you and sir like to camp you'd be excellent yeah. burners <laughs> seriously you'd be you'd be oh, we a camp all addition. the addition we're going to happen
2: next week
1: and burns are all voluntary mm-hmm. and then you run your own theme camp you could do a leather camp and and give people in info about yeah. what that lifestyle is like Yeah,
2: uh, really about all the info <laughs> I have is what I've shared with
0: you today like I said I'm not a I'm not an expert on anything so let's but. say you're in you're in podunk little town you're listening you just found us you're into kink but you don't know anybody around you you want to start something the leather leadership conference would yeah. be a great Place to to start. start,
2: they have, and I, I you know, I want to kind of say a couple of other things about them. Sure. Um, they also have grants and scholarships available. Um, so, and they also will allow you. Now, there's an expense to go to LLC. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a hotel room there. But it is, it is just so wonderful. And you have to pay, of course, you know, for the conference fee. But if you can get into some of their grants or scholarships, and you, you can also volunteer mm-hmm. to off, offset so much of the cost, mm-hmm. you know. Just kind of help volunteer and keep waters in all of the conference rooms yeah. and, you know, that kind of stuff that, to help offset the case. But anybody that, that hears me that would love to go to LLC and just don't think you're going to find the funds... Please again let me know, and uh, I'll I'll see what mm-hmm. I can do for you. So, uh, but just yeah, just contact me again at either SOHKeducation.gmail dot mm-hmm. gmail, or at uh, secretary at leatherleadership org. So, and, that, Very and that's cool. for, that's for anyone. That's for anyone. If you're interested, the best way that I know how to describe the the leather leadership program. The purpose is to develop leadership training and skills for the community.
0: So you own a group here in Knoxville. We do. You've had it for a few years now. Mm -hmm. What experience um, have you taken from what you've learned and applied it to your group?
2: It has affected and impacted it Mm -hmm. greatly. Uh, We use a lot of the information
0: from there information like and i don't even think we said what your group was i know you gave your email out but we yeah. didn't even talk yeah, about what the is group, group. yes
2: yeah. well shameless plug time absolutely uh yes. my sir and i started a group um as jennifer said uh earlier several years ago the name of the group is school of hard knocks k-n-o-x education we try to offer a variety of educational educational classes Um uh, to the knoxville community knoxville and surrounding areas Mm -hmm. Uh, right now because of all this with covid we're having to do everything through zoom but we're hoping to be able to get back to actual live events and meeting in person Mm -hmm. but some of the things that that we've brought is one we, we feel like i feel like that we've been able to bring forth more knowledgeable educators for these classes because I've had the outreach available to me to, to know other people that otherwise I wouldn't even know. People in other states who, like if we wanted to do a class, for instance, on flogging, mm-hmm. I know so many people that are good floggers that's not local. And it's I'm not saying anything negative for the local folk, but rather we've worn them out. We've exhausted them. Mm-hmm. We've got some presenters. Mm-hmm. We've got one fella that does wax that I bet you he talks wax like the, in his sleep like the Dunkin' Donut guy talks about donuts. Uh, you know, so we've, we've worn a lot of our local people out. And two, it's, it's always good to get someone else's perspective, someone else's mm-hmm. views, and, and hear their stories, you know.
1: I've been an educator before in my profession, and what's really funny is they'll have people who need that education here in the town that I live and they won't put me there. They'll send me out of town because it's received better the wisdom from out of town. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's actually looked at as more valuable oddly. Yeah. If people could come to a party and see your flogger and they, you know, and they've seen that person mm-hmm. do this numerous times, they're like, "Oh, that's just Harold or whatever, right. you know what right. I mean? Yeah. it's right. like, oh, that's Harold. Yeah. What does what does he know? You yeah. know?
2: Yeah, he and does that every every time we have an event. He's yeah, we've there, seen it. You,
1: know. you know, whatever. And so it's totally different, right? When you have Sammy comes in from it's, a, it's the same thing from when we Pittsburgh. bring out yes. of
0: towners in burlesque. Burlesque, it's always oh yes, yes. yeah,
1: whatever the new blood because yeah. they're not from here. They must know something different, <laughs> right? And that's all that we look for is one one of a reprieve
2: for local people that that have just ran this community for years and years and years and are older now and they're exhausted with it and they just you know they're like you said you were they just want a break from it they're just they just want a (laughs) break
1: their shoulders and knees are bad they're like up to i'm not demoing right yeah i got one (laughs) shot and this is for my pleasure
0: (laughs) right (laughs) do you think the tng crowd wants to learn have you I don't. I don't know. I do
2: know that LLC is open to TNG, and they make sure they get a lot of uh, resources available for scholarships and and grants and stuff. Yeah. You know, because they really want the younger people.
0: Well, yeah. You I mean, know, we have to teach.
1: TNG is the next generation. In case you don't know,
0: the TNG, which is typically the ages of eighteen to thirty-six. See there, you and go. we are all well past that. The next gen is what they call it, the next generation. But my question was, do you think the younger people want to want to learn? I don't know
2: if they want to. I know they would benefit from it. I do think there's a probably large percentage of the TNG age group mm-hmm. that they kind of have their little cliques of friends, five, six, seven, eight of them. Mm-hmm. And they kind of gather at each other's houses and apartments and such, and they do a lot of just practicing amongst each other. you know, one may may watch YouTube videos and be like, "Yeah, let me show you this." I have seen some uh, some pretty impressive scenes from younger people, uh, probably one of the best scenes, and it it was uh, a scene on uh, hooks, which for those of you that don't know, they're these very, very large hooks they're like probably a couple, three inches long, um, and they are placed in a person's back mm-hmm. or in their thighs and calves or arms, and it's kind of like with rope. You, you lift them and pull them up with it and hold them suspended. It's I've a seen that at a tattoo
0: festival mm-hmm. before. It's intense.
2: It's very intense, and I, I saw a group of about five young people came in um, and um, j- just so happened, I, I was asked. Someone hadn't shown up, and I was asked to be a dungeon monitor at a pretty big
1: con. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, you say it. You can yeah, say for all. Of cons. I can yeah. say for all. Of cons. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. okay yeah. Well, I was asked We're not to be sponsored. a dungeon We say what we want. <laughs> okay. Well, I <laughs> literally, I just didn't want anyone to come just, back angry. No, out of courtesy, we don't say real people's names <laughs> oh, okay. unless they. You know know or have given us permission. Well, we can say anything. We're not sponsored by anybody, and nobody is mm-hmm. doing any of the three F's for us mm-hmm. right now. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> no one's feeding, fucking, or financing at this moment. Our Patreon has not launched. I'm saying it will by this show, though. Very impressive scene. Uh, very skillfully done.
2: And I just knew. I thought, man, I mean, I just had come on the clock, and I was just kind of walking around, you know, looking, trying to be all officially you know, a D.M. and you know, and uh, and I stumble up on this, and I'm like, well, great, because now I'm going to get to shut this this down. They're going to be mad. It's no telling what they're going to say or do. Oh my gosh! Oh my gosh! Man, it was one of the best scenes. I mm-hmm. mean, they those kids knew what they were doing. Oh yeah. So you know, a lot of them are I- incredibly intelligent. Mm-hmm. I do believe we have the smartest people that that we've ever had today you know in today's society the most intelligent uh, and because they have access you know to the computers and to youtube and to reading and all, uh but they they just they just blow me away sometimes with their intelligence levels and it was one of the best scenes, most organized smooth not a bit of trouble
1: yeah well i do think that they're a lot more mature with uh, uh different aspects of bdsm uh Because of the fact, a lot of taboos have been broken down over the years Mm -hmm. and a lot of people are more open Mm -hmm. uh, with the different lifestyles and because, yes, they have access to all the content, but psychologically... That kind of piercing and suspension helps people that have a lot of psychological disorders like uh, schizoaffective personality disorder, bipolar, because it gives you a sense of weightlessness. It's almost like a deprivation, sensory deprivation. Going back to the kids, I don't want to call
0: them kids. Young adults adults. coming into this. Because they're 18 and up. They are Um, no longer children. Have you ever watched kink talk or anything on TikTok? And I have learned so much just from younger people who are in this lifestyle just their thoughts, their feelings. On TikTok, they just make videos mm-hmm. and they just make videos talking about how they feel and, you know, nobody's like me. Why am I like this? And, it, and then you have other people who are mentors or in a leadership position who will post videos saying, this dynamic, you're not wrong. You know, you're, you're doing great. You're fine. Mm-hmm. Just keep educating yourself. That's awesome. <laughs> and and I would recommend it. They're
1: shaping what they want their community to be.
0: Yeah, it's, you know? it's the same thing as going to... Well, it's not the same thing as going to a demo, but kind of the same thing of this is just how the young adults are getting the information yeah. now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Whereas we would go to a demo and watch somebody mm-hmm. do yes. this.
1: or you would get a movie that where somebody had made a movie about that or whatever to learn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you'd have to go into a porn store, buy a movie about... BDSM or whatever, you know, before internet.
0: I don't know if I would learn off that, though.
1: You don't... Really?
0: Yeah. I think she's talking like an instructional. Are you talking... I mean, yeah, an instructional. Are there instructional?
1: I'm sure there are.
0: I have only known of one website, and it was from kink.com, and it was Kink University. Mm -hmm. And they would actually... You want to do a sailing scene or a needle scene, they would... Instruct just like right. a class and do it. I've never been to a porn store though, and but what? did you look? <laughs> yes, I don't think you did. <laughs> I think you're just saying I never saw this, so therefore it never existed. That might when be true you Probably
1: never thought that wasn't your taste for the day. I want to see an instructional BDSM. That was but totally my you thing. You didn't learn anything. Anytime you've watched porn, you haven't learned anything. No, not so. About you this. knew it That's all. mostly been
0: fan. That's <laughs> fantasy. No, you you don't.
2: She doesn't. She's not saying she knows it all. That she knows because of that. Mm-hmm. It's live, you know, live educational events. Like I was talking, that School mm-hmm. of Hard Knocks does. <laughs> yes. You know, where we bring in presenters and oh yeah, we say yeah. you know now coming up in two weeks we're going to have. I'm just I thinking know. that, I'm saying,
1: you know, if you make it- Midwest, you know, they don't have all this <laughs> going on. You know, you don't even know where the munch is. You, ha- you don't have the Internet. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying yeah. back then. I'm sure people, like, watched different movies and was like, this is what we apply. And then you have to use common sense. That you can't do X Y Z. <laughs> you mean kind of like mimic
2: moves? scenes that they've seen yes. going on, yeah, on the whatever. Porn like, videos. That's how they
1: learn about the lifestyle. It's how you
0: get in that's, trouble, though.
1: Yeah, because well, yeah. If you think this is not a movie, I mean, like, I'm not talking <laughs> about like a fantasy movie. Porns at the time, or porn is not always fake gonzo porn or whatever. I'm not talking about like scene cut.
0: Do they sell though? They're not the ones that sell. I don't know. I don't know. You know what? We're gonna have to have a road trip. We're gonna have to go see if there's any BDSM instructional videos out there.
1: We can. We have the internet super highway at our fingertips. We just no, look at the day. You just date. said
0: you didn't have the internet. Oh yeah. yeah. Like to like. see.
1: Well, we can't go on a road trip and see if there's BDSM
0: instructional. Videos, but I'm My, pretty I sure I have looked for those. I've there only were magazines, seen there were books. one site that has done that. Hmm. Yeah.
1: And I'll show it to I you think after that. That might have offered it for free. I don't know. I just feel like there's more material out there not utilizing it. It's probably at the library. You just didn't look in the right card catalog resources. They're everywhere. The problem with it is we don't know how oh, to use them. Oh, another the time.
0: road trip to the library. <laughs> Well, they even let us in?
1: It's COVID. <laughs> Maybe not. I don't know. Events School of Hard Knocks puts on and all that. Don't they? Don't you guys put on events? Or we you do. do. We
2: do. Yeah. We used to have uh, the the way we had it structured. We would have an educational event this afternoon, for instance. It, it was almost always on a Saturday, and we would have the event in the afternoon, kind of let everybody. Go eat, go rest, what you know, whatever. Change clothes, whatever, and come back in a couple of three hours, and we would have a party, a a dungeon event. Uh, when I when I say party, I'm talking about like a makeshift dungeon that we would actually bring in crosses and benches and. Mm-hmm. Uh, massage tables and you know people others there that were coming to be the top for the night they would bring in like their wax kits and all of their other toys and implements and you know rope station for suspension and other tying and Mm -hmm. we all you know have a few snacks out for people refreshments
1: one of the first parties that i ever attended i believe that you were the host or co-host of i think it was a um School of Hard Knocks. What was party. it? What happened? I mean, it was it was good. I mean, it was She's a demo at me and you. all that. Thank it, you. I'm, I mean, which one? I'm just trying to think. I think it was at Eros. It was, a Club oh, that
0: was oh, the Club Libertine. Oh,
1: oh,
2: Club oh.
0: Libertine. Yeah, when they we were trying, yeah. yeah, we do
2: the same thing. Yeah, it's just we picked our own name. Club Libertine was was a defunct group it started several years ago and it did i think it did really well and then a bunch of the people that were running it i think they got other things going on their lives and they relocated Mm -hmm. and did this and so it just kind of died in the water don't you have a bus though do you have a bus (laughs) no there was a bus but it wasn't ours. okay
0: did you ride up, uh, up, the, up the hill on the I bus?
1: Sc- I rode in a school <laughs> of hard knives bus. I know exactly
0: <laughs> who owns that school I bus. Okay. I do, too.
1: <laughs> and so I was just like... Okay, so I was in the bus, at <laughs> yes. least I remember that much yeah. of it. We, we had thought about <laughs> investing in finding one
2: and having the name change. You'll, you know, it has, how it has out from it, you know, like Knox County Schools or whatever. Yes. We were going to have School of Hard Knox put on the sides of it. But I then kind of we swore thought,
1: they did. Did they not? That no, because no, no, no. it wasn't that one. But, but then we thought,
2: well, you know, hopefully there's there's always talk of you know somebody finding a good space and a good location so that we wouldn't have to worry about transporting people from you know right parking spot over here across the street and up the hill but
1: you could have a demo here. bus
2: i know wouldn't it be cute yes you could go wherever just do cute. demos yeah, that
0: kind of be like our little uh mobile uh, dungeon
2: yeah yeah
0: yeah <laughs> And for the past couple of years, School of Hard Knocks has had um, a float in the Pride Parade. Oh, very cool. We sure cool. have. We sure
2: have. Yeah, we do that. That's an annual thing. Some of the things School of Hard Knocks does, uh, that's aside from the monthly educational and the monthly play parties, is uh, we, which we only got to do it last year, but we were going to do it every year, just COVID. Um, we have a weekend event, a luau. We rent a house out in the country that's got a pool, and we're sitting on a couple hundred acres with no neighbors.
1: Mm, nice. And mm-hmm. we
2: set up PlayStations outside and inside. We try to kind of get it in, like, um, May, middle of May to the end of May so that it's not so hot that you're dying trying to do stuff outside, you know, because when you start engaging in play, it gets very physical. mm mm-hmm. um,
1: yeah, our PlayStation is that- 5 is a lot different than you young folks' PlayStation 5. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so we, we had a, a lot of fun with that. We have educators come in all weekend long is part part of it, and we feed everybody. Um, and then we every year we have a... Uh, Every year we have, uh, and have for the last couple of years, had a float uh, in the pride parade, and we we put up their School of Hard Knocks, BDSM education, and we usually put on the float two or three different uh, standard uh, dungeon toys, such as a cross and a spanking bench or you know different Mm -hmm. things so we we like to try to alternate it out now because there's only room for one or two by the time everyone rides
0: i'm I'm curious Mm -hmm. about that your first year because i was on i was with salome cabaret with our float Mm -hmm. but saw them there and i was just curious about the feedback from that we Uh, got all positive feedback we did not get anything negative
2: Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, and one of the things that we had up was we, we'd taken a piece of uh, plywood, uh, a full sheet of plywood, and uh, kind of used it in the middle of the. Uh, Uh, trailer bed and we had you know school of hard knocks bdsm on each side Mm -hmm. so that as as the float went down you know everybody on the sides could see but we also kind of tacked up there some just standard typical bdsm toys like floggers Mm -hmm. and whips and a paddle and different things and i I was really kind of nervous because it was our first year you know and i was like so i'm kind of waiting and And, you know, every time we would get to a different street... People would be pointing at us, and then you would just see the applause and the whooping, mm-hmm. and they would like be elbowing the people next to them and pointing at us, you know. And they were all like, "Woo, yeah!" Did you have yeah, anybody yeah.
1: on your cross while you were no, going no, through there? No. It's not safe. Yeah, yeah,
2: it's not <laughs> safe. We did have them sitting on the on the yeah. spanking bench yeah. and and yeah. being silly, you know, leaning over the spanking bench and stuff, just mm-hmm. you know, periodically. Yeah,
1: I would have been doing a demo, flogging, yeah. mm-hmm. whatever over yeah.
0: the top of there i was just curious well you, know. you sometimes you can't do stuff like that because mm-hmm. the crowd the crowd didn't yeah. consent right yeah. oh just seeing it to yeah. seeing I that so yeah you just don't do that yeah yeah It'll and you sense. have children out there well that's, you know, that's true. true you have to kind of watch it
2: mm-hmm. yeah. yeah uh but at th- this one point mm-hmm. this police officer was walking and kind of like out there you know just walking mm-hmm. the sidewalk keeping everybody mm-hmm. cool and uh he comes walking right up alongside. I mean, if he had stepped over another step, his shoulder would have been rubbing the, uh, the the bed, the flatbed. And he just kind of looks up and looks at it and kind of grins like he's almost embarrassed and kind of dropped his head and just kept on walking. I thought then I thought, OK, so we're cool. I don't I can quit sweating it now that we're doing something wrong, because if we had anything up here that that was yeah. inappropriate, you know, yeah. from street view, he would have said something. yeah.
1: So, yeah, you can't put dildos all over it. Yeah, yeah. We didn't do stuff like that. It was just... <laughs> you know? Yeah. But the flogging, the paddles, the implements, all yeah. that, yeah. And
2: they were just they, they were just tacked to that mm-hmm.
1: board. You know, no one was using them Oh, or yeah,
2: yeah. No, I think it's awesome. <laughs> but if I had somebody really good that had about an eight or nine foot long whip mm-hmm. that I could get the next time to just kind of stand up there... And, and just you know, it yeah. had to be somebody experienced because I wouldn't want somebody to get hurt with that long right. whip. But where they just hold up and just snap it so that you could
1: hear it pop. Yeah. they love the yeah the crack. The crack. They love this crack,
2: the crack, oh, the crack of that wheel, honey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, just kind of you know.
1: <laughs> yes, that'd be uh, fun.
2: Yeah, I think that would be okay. Do you right guys now. make
1: the uh, float more elaborate now that you've been doing it a few years? No. Or is well, it the only... same
2: float? No, it's uh, we use the same trailer. All right. All right. Take us out.
1: Well, first, I want to thank everyone that has tuned in to listen to us. Please subscribe to our podcast on whatever platform you listen to. And uh, mail us, email us, tell us how we're doing. <laughs> tell us what you'd like to hear or see. Well, you won't can't see us, but tell us what you want to hear us talk about. And uh, I just want to tell you, you can email us at Time. At gmail.com.
0: Right. where else?
1: Uh, you can get in touch with me at Gavin Gale Time on Instagram, uh, Miss Braddy Von Beaverhausen on Instagram, Bruce Tonsils on FetLife and email us at uh, oh on our facebook also
0: like our facebook gab and girl time yeah I, i've been taking a facebook hiatus here lately i don't blame been, you hadn't been on there you didn't go
1: over to parlor did you because that's schindler's list man <laughs> why <and> why <laughs> do you mean parlay whatever they call it i don't even know it It makes sense to be parlor like we're out in the living room i'm gonna visit aunt bessie in the parlor so that's you know we're gonna parlay a conversation doesn't seem like the same demographic
0: funny enough though that's how they started it they called it parlay based off the french word yeah and cool. of course, America took it, and now it's parlor. Because that's how we read that's it. That's how we talk. Hooked on phonics. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> Tiffany, where can people reach you at?
2: Uh, you can. And do you yes. have anything coming up? Yes, actually, we do. First off, to answer your question, uh, anyone that wishes to reach me, I'm on Fet Life as Tiffany and the number 15. And there's a whole story behind that, and we can talk about that another time when you ladies are ready. Um, I'm also on Facebook uh, as Vicki Long, L-O-N-G. Um, we have School of Hard Knocks is on FetLife, and it's School of Hard Knocks, K-N-O-X. Uh, you'll find our group on there, and you can go up to the events page, and it'll tell you all of our events that we've got scheduled, which right now is, is only one, and again, this is all because of COVID. Um, you can also contact us at our School of Hard Knocks email account, which is S-O-H-K-Education, at gmail.com awesome
1: you can find her at leatherleadership.org as well and uh did you have one more was that no no, that's that's enough
2: uh well which we're also (laughs) on facebook as school of hard knocks education it is a private group uh which if i understand it correctly i think you can find it uh but you can't get on there and, and read anything uh, unless you're a member, but if you're interested in becoming a member, you can uh, ask just,
1: to be a member. Yep, ask request. to be a member.
2: We have coming up uh, on December 6th at 3 o'clock a, uh, a Zoom virtual presentation of Dungeon Essentials. Uh, it's an introduction to the public BDSM community, and it's just talking about learning the new vocabulary, meeting new kinds of people, learning ways to behave. Um, and it's, it's got a lot of updated information in it. Um, so that's going on on December 6th. And we've also got some other stuff in, uh, planned up. So just keep an eye on it there. Again, send us a message. Thank you, Vic, for coming in
0: today. <laughs> Anytime. And you're going to sing with us in our outro? I think I'll listen this time. <laughs> we're
1: singing it out. Aww, it's not hard. It's the same phrase.
0: Well, ready? maybe our listeners will sing along with us.
1: Please sing along with us at Gavin Girl
0: Time.
1: Gavin Girl Time. Gavin
0: Girl Time. Oh. Bing.